This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. As if the pandemic wasn't causing enough health worries for Americans, experts are now concerned about a secondary health care crisis due to a virtual halt of all screenings, surgeries, and routine tests. How do we define as a society what is elective? Women are not getting mammograms. People with diabetes are not having their sugar tested. People with heart disease who need a stress test are not getting the stress test. Then, small businesses across the nation are struggling to pay their bills. A recent poll says over a third of small businesses won't be able to pay this month's rent. 34% of them were not going to be able to pay their May rent in full, so it's pretty indicative of the really difficult situation these folks are finding themselves in. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. As if the COVID-19 pandemic wasn't causing enough health worries for us, experts are now concerned about a secondary health care crisis. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. When the federal government recently issued new guidelines on how hospitals can get back to providing care for problems other than coronavirus or urgent cases, doctors welcomed the move. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services said it's important to restart care that is currently being postponed, such as certain surgeries and procedures, chronic disease care, and ultimately preventive care. And the restart, it said, should begin when certain criteria are met. Dr. Benjamin Dome is founder and medical director of the American Hip Institute and orthopedic specialists. He says our country badly needs to resume these services, and he joins us now. Doctor, you say all these cases that are not urgent and not being treated are becoming a secondary health crisis. What did you mean? Well, appropriately, we as a nation have focused our attention and energy on containing the COVID disease itself. And obviously, it has posed a significant threat to the health of our population. In so doing, we have delayed or interrupted essentially every other medical service that we provide. So women are not getting mammograms. People with diabetes are not having their sugar tested. People with heart disease who need a stress test are not getting the stress test. And in my world, people who need an orthopedic surgery for a painful joint or musculoskeletal problem are not getting that surgery and are continuing to live with pain. That can go on for a certain amount of time, but after an extended amount of time, we can expect to see a secondary healthcare crisis from the things that we are not treating and from the interruption in routine care and preventative care, as well as elective procedures. To take breast cancer for an example, 25,000 cases of invasive breast cancer are diagnosed every month in the United States. So if we don't do mammograms for a month, that means that there will be 25,000 cases that have a delay in diagnosis. And a delay in diagnosis of a cancer obviously can be fatal. So too with heart disease, diabetes, and joint pain. As far as the procedures that I do, I have patients who are living in pain because their procedures have been delayed. And we expect that if they continue to live with pain, some of them will develop opioid addictions, some will develop mental health illness or depression, 
uh, and um, others will face economic hardship, job loss, disability, and so forth. Um, so it, it's that that I speak of when talking about the impending secondary healthcare crisis. And you recently told the Daily Herald in Chicago about one of your patients named Jeffrey, who had a torn hamstring tendon. Tell us what he went through just trying to get treatment. Sure. The injury that Jeffrey had was a tear of his hamstring tendon, and Jeffrey's a young athletic person. That is not an elective surgery. A torn hamstring tendon needs to be repaired urgently, otherwise it becomes irreparable within a matter of a few weeks. That said, there was difficulty for Jeffrey in getting the surgery scheduled. And even before getting the surgery scheduled, he had difficulty getting the tests to even diagnose it. So he had a delay in seeing the first doctor. That first doctor referred him for an MRI, and that was delayed because of the shutdown. So by the time he got referred to me and had the MRI and saw me, he was already six weeks or so past the injury and was really at the very tail end of the window of opportunity to repair it. So we had to schedule his case as an urgent or emergent case and go to some lengths in order to uh, justify the reasons why it was urgent. And in fact, we were able to repair it. We're visiting with Dr. Benjamin Dome, founder and medical director of the American Hip Institute and orthopedic specialists on the need to resume regular medical care. So picking up on Jeffrey, this was not just an inconvenience. The clock was truly ticking. And do you feel that's the case with many patients who are not getting so-called regular care and regular procedures? Yes, I do. And I think what this comes down to is how do we define as a society what is elective? Many things that get categorized as elective are not felt to be elective by the patient themselves. The government has given us some guidance on how to define elective, and they have said that if a delay in a procedure would be harmful to the patient's health, then it should be not considered elective. So we have incorporated the patient into that determination at the American Hip Institute, and we have educated the patient about the government's guidance and about what the government is considering elective or not, and we turn it over to the patient. We also go to great lengths to educate the patient about the risks of coronavirus itself and about the concerns for contracting COVID or for uh, PPE availability and so forth if they were to undergo surgery during this time. So ultimately, we try to educate the patient so that they can make a decision whether their procedure needs to proceed in an urgent fashion or whether to delay it is safe and can be done without detrimental effects on their health. And if a patient doesn't get help in a timely manner, do you see secondary issues arise such as depression or mental health disease or blood clots, other problems? Certainly. The type of patient that I treat is one who is living in pain. Most of the orthopedic surgeries and hip surgeries that I do are to help them get out of that pain. So when a patient continues to live with pain, pain is one of the biggest drivers of mental health illness that we know of. Chronic pain can lead to depression, can lead to suicidal thoughts, can certainly lead to opioid addictions or addictions to other substances. And the immobilization that results from the pain can lead to blood clots, heart disease, or other health problems as well. 
Doctor, we want to be fair to you and not mislead anyone. You have been supportive, as you said, of the effort to treat those with coronavirus. And in fact, you do agree, do you not, with some of the reasons for putting off elective surgeries, such as preserving the personal protective equipment for those treating those with coronavirus? 100%. That's well said. I have to applaud the government, both state and federal, for taking the coronavirus crisis very seriously. And while everyone has an opinion on what should have been done when in retrospect, I fully support all of the efforts to contain the coronavirus as well as to preserve PPEs for the purpose of treating coronavirus patients. So healthcare policy decisions are not easy ones, and I'm not one of the people who makes those healthcare decisions. However, as a physician, the thing that is in my control to do is to make myself available to treat people who have pain to the extent that the policymakers decide that it's appropriate to do. Doctor, I'd like to get your reaction to comments from New York doctor Daniel Murphy, who chairs the Department of Emergency Medicine at St. Barnabas Hospital. He is concerned that the stay-at-home orders have stopped pediatric care, immunizations, and other treatments because people are afraid to go out. Your thoughts? Well, that is very consistent with my concern about preventative care in general being stalled or brought to a complete halt. Our attention being on the coronavirus is appropriate. As this draws on, we need to balance our attention to the coronavirus with our attention to other medical problems. And let's not forget all of the diseases that we've essentially cured with immunizations from polio to measles to mumps. The last thing we want is for those types of diseases to resurface because all of our focus is on the coronavirus. Dr. Benjamin Dome, founder and medical director of the American Hip Institute and orthopedic specialist. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, the pandemic is slamming small businesses nationwide. That story straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. <laughs> 